Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. And you're with the double L team, Lyle and... Lawson. Lawson, what are you thankful for this morning? Oh, I am thankful that I, I went to my sister's place last night and I cooked dinner for them. And um, it was awesome. We had make your own sushi. And so that required, I did a bunch of prep work. I like, you know, pressed and marinated and baked my own sushi and then like um, cut up all the vegetables and stuff. And then, yeah, brought it there and cooked the rice. And then, yeah, you chuck your piece of seaweed there, you put your rice on, your tofu, um, your vegetables and soy sauce and then roll it up and eat it. Fantastic. It was awesome. Sushi, there you go. Sushi, there you go. Yeah, so whoever wants me invite whoever wants to invite me over to your house to, to cook you dinner, I am now a chef. Um so you're welcome. Sushi chef? Yeah, that's how no it goes. All right. Well, Lyle, I'm what are you? I'm not so into sushi. You're not really into it? Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's not, it's not a huge fan. It's pretty good. This yeah. isn't it's not like sushi, sushi, sushi. It's more like <laughs> It's not on the top of my list, put it that way. Mm. I feel that. Yeah. It's like not it's not like hot. It's it's about uh, 50-50 for me. Oh, okay. It's a bit hit or miss. Yeah, a bit bit hit or miss. It's, it's, I haven't, I just, it's not something that I'll like, oh, I'm never going to eat that. No, no, I'd eat that for sure because mm. I'll eat most things. But it's about 50. About 50, you know, 5 out of 10 for me. It's because you've never eaten my sushi. It's, it's things that, you know, if, once it gets down to like 1 out of 10 is where I like, yeah, no, I'm drawing line. <laughs> I'm not going to eat that. It's not going to go into my mouth whatsoever at all under any circumstances. Ouch. <laughs> what are you grateful for this morning, Lyle? I'm grateful that it is not 48 and a half degrees outside. Yes. <laughs> Same. <laughs> it's kind of had a southerly come through yesterday afternoon, late last night, and uh, it's quite cool here mm. in the Newcastle region. Yeah, I turned my air conditioner off. It was wild. I was at home. I was cooking. had the air con on, and I'm like, I don't even need this. It was the best. <laughs> I don't even run my air conditioner, I don't think, but... Anyway, yeah. This is a reminder you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. There you go. That's the weather. Coming up in today's news, we are going to get the latest update on Corona. That's kind of a daily thing these days. We're also going to talk again about alcohol and a report coming up from the Royal College of Surgeons. Children of the living God, come and sing. Sing out loud, children of the living God, sing to the living God. Sing of the wonders He has made, bird in flight, falling rain. Sing of the wonders He has made, sing to the
Gentle healing hands, how they found the lowliest man. Sing of His gentle healing hands, sing to the living God. Sing of the mercy that He gives, though we sin, He forgives. Sing of the mercy that He gives, sing to the living God. With great love, He who sits enthroned above, for our lives He spilled His blood, set His spirit like a flood. Children of the living God, sing to the living God. Listening to Fernanda Ortega with Children of the Living God. This is the Breakfast Show, and oh, guess what, Lawson? I want what? to do a different quiz today. Oh, let uh, me let me just dig it out. Let okay, me dig it out. It's okay. a Who Am I quiz. I don't want to do your quiz. Oh, okay then. Lyle, he's rummaging through his bag. He, oh man, look at this. He's yep, it's on its way. He's. I'm intrigued. Why? Because today's quiz goes with today's Bible study. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm... it's going to be, it's going to, there's, there's actually your first clue right there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Th- should we just move on then or? No, no. Go <laughs> I'm nearly there. I'm nearly there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. 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 I'm going to give you, I'm going to start off. It's a who am I? Uh-huh. And oh, I'm, I'm going to quiz. do. I'm going to guess. Yeah. I'm yeah. Pick... You can guess on this one. Yeah. Right, here's a piece of paper. Okay. And, 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 and a pen. And a pen. Yep. And write it down. Okay. Okay. What's the first clue? I'm not giving any clues. You've got to write it down. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, I'm going to give you two clues at a time. Okay. Because uh, I'm hoping that somebody will guess this correctly before we get to the Bible study. Okay. All right. So, this person was, person was born of royal lineage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, You've heard my presentation on this before. <laughs> I guess this person was born of royal lineage, <laughs> and their destiny and identity was exposed to the ruling king uh, by the Magi, just after the time of their birth. Um, and Lawson has it correct. <laughs> I know it's up. <laughs> okay, so who was born of royal lineage and had their destiny or and their identity exposed to the king? Ooh. By the Magi just after their 
birth or around a, or around no I should say around the time of their birth would be a more accurate way of describing that. Mm. If you know the answer 1-800-324-843 is the number to call or you can text us on 0491-064-669. Give us a call right now there'll be a prize coming your way only single prizes because Lawson's already figured this one out <laughs> correctly. Yes. Okay. All right, Feels Lyle. good, doesn't it, Lawson? It does feel good. You know what else feels good? What, what I'm about to tell you. Cool. Because it confirms something that I believe. Okay. And it's going to be a little bit controversial. Cool. Okay. I like controversy. Can I, can I smash you with it if I, don't, if I yep. disagree? Yep. Good, good, good. You fully can. Here we go. Right, cool. Here we go. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. Actually, let me just ask you a question, Lyle. Mm. How did you feel about mm. the, uh, the carbon tax? That was imposed by the uh, the Gillard government. <laughs> this, I, I, why do I feel like I'm walking into a trap? <laughs> just tell me how you well, feel. Just, okay, so I'll tell you how I feel. Yeah. My, my, my uh, emotions, my emotional response was that the government has found a way to tax the air we breathe. Mm-hmm. That was my emotional response to the Gillard carbon tax. Okay. Well, this is where um, you're wrong, Lyle, because... Ah, <laughs> no, you asked me how I feel, how I felt. Yeah. And there's no such thing as being wrong. I was giving you an honest answer yes. as to how I felt. That yeah. the way I felt. And you can't judge that way Usually, usually judge that. That, that kind of feeling would be backed by some kind of knowledge or fact no, that you No, that's have. a feeling. Okay, whatever. Knowledge. Look, I'm just telling you you're wrong anyway because <laughs> check this out. And I actually, so I've been, a, I was a supporter of the carbon tax. I know it came out in 2009, but right. retro, and in 2009 I was... Uh, 11 years old but retrospectively i've been a supporter of the carbon taxes i'm like i thought it was a good idea and in the very short time i think it was in nine months that we had it there was already like a five percent drop in in carbon emissions by these big companies and they were already making efforts to reduce their use of coal you know coal powered electricity and all this stuff and then they repealed it and now no one cares but in great britain since 2013 they've had a carbon tax and there has been a 93% drop in coal-fired electricity since that point. Get out of here. Seriously. Is that combined with a uh, solar rebate like we have? I don't know. But what I do know is that at one point, 40% of the electricity generated in um, you know, in 2013, 40% of the electricity, electricity generated in Britain was coal-fired, and now it's only 3%. Wow. They've replaced it with a lot of, you know, re- renewable energy sources and, you know, hydroelectric and um, as well as, you know, wind power and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, they're just like killing it. And that's because of the incentive to not get taxed by the carbon tax. And it's, I'm like, it's genius. It works. This has proved it. It works. Okay. It works. Okay. So, the... Um Global warming and climate change is going to be a thing of the past now because we've solved this in Great Britain? Yes. No. Well, <laughs> not quite. Um, well, look. No, because all of the problems not coming out of Great Britain or Australia are coming out of China and India. But this is, this is the point, Lyle, is that I just, like, I had a personal attachment to the carbon tax and people were slamming it like... It, yeah, I'm kind of interested about this one. Like, people were slamming it when it happened, and there was the whole, like, thing of, like, oh, it's going to make it, like, a lamb cost 40 bucks because everyone thought, you know, it'd have this unprecedented effect on the rest of our economy. But Great Britain has proved that none of that is true. And if okay. you tax carbon, 
I have a Energy better idea. Becomes more renewable. I have a better idea than carbon. I, tax. Okay, what's the what's the idea, Lyle? Methane tax. <laughs> methane tax. Yes. Is be yeah, we should impose a methane tax. Absolutely, mate. Because it is thirty times more powerful greenhouse gas than what mm. uh, CO two is. Yeah, thirty times. So why are we going after carbon? We should be going after methane. Yeah, we should. And every time we're here in the studio, Lyle, and no, you... No, no, never mind. Let's not go there. Just shell, get your finger on the dump button. We have to go into a conversation we don't want to go into let's right just now. Say, let's just say I'd make a lot of money if we imposed a, a, an office methane tax. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Um, hey, this is something cool. I know we had a really heavy conversation yesterday. About um, about alcoholism. And we're going to have another one today. We're going to have another one today. This is, this is one of my rant subjects right here that I just feel incredibly passionate about. And to me, it's such a no-brainer. Anyway, keep going. Did you know for the first time in about eight years, this is important, um, the life expectancy in the US has risen by 0.1 of a year. Oh, wow. Because it's been going backwards for like the last 15 or 20 years. Yeah, it's been going backwards. It's... Risen, 0.1 of a year. Now, that might not seem super, you know, important or beneficial, but the, that rise of 0.1 of a year has solely come from an 8.1% drop in overdose-related deaths. Oh, that's good. Which is super important. That is so good. It's fantastic. Obviously, you know, one of the biggest uh, pandemics, especially in the States, going on at the moment, a pandemic... Is hopefully the right word is basically yeah, yeah like the abuse of prescription drugs and overdose prescription drugs um, recreational drugs whether legal or illegal all yeah of that it's just it's a huge issue over there it's wound that back a bit it's a huge issue over here as well and yeah so eight point one percent drop in um and this is compared to last year so it's been a drastic drop in overdose related deaths which is yeah just hugely important it's it's really awesome and. As we were talking about yesterday, like the biggest thing with these kinds of deaths is, and and with the terrible tragedy that happened over the weekend here in Australia, is that it's preventable. Like, yeah, there's no reason for it whatsoever at all. It's none. Like solely based on choice, and yeah. it's just real. And we're we're living in a world, I think, especially from a uh, Christian perspective, where you know. People, we, we just see that, oh, man, ah, Satan is just creating this environment where people are just led to choose the wrong path and they're led to believe that they have no choice and so they choose sin and they choose to get themselves in these terrible situations that are so harmful and and often that's you know that's encouraged by that their environment and it's you know people go through gnarly journeys in life but it's just awesome to see that in just in one quantifiable statistic we can see that wow people are choosing good Mm -hmm. In a world where we're continually choosing bad and it's getting worse and, and worse and, and worse. I don't want to get too doom and gloom. This is positively different news. But, hey, we are seeing something positive happen in our world. In yeah, anything to turn that drug problem around is going to be just an amazing result. Oh, so good. I'm so... Okay, I have 34 seconds. Do I have anything else to talk about? Okay, yeah. Quickly, just in in thirty seconds. Um, previously thought irreversible damage to the lungs done by smoking has now been found to be reversible. 
Absolutely. Which is something that we know, obviously. And, and I know this a lot. I have a lot of family members who used to who used to smoke. And the big thing is, is oh, why would we quit now? The damage that we've done is irreversible. I've been smoking not- for 40 years. Nope, it is completely reversible. And uh, yeah, if you need to quit smoking, you need to today. And it will be such a blessing to your life. This is The Teachers with Run.
Welcome back, guys. That was the Teachers with Run here on Faith FM. As we head into some more serious news, I have a couple more quiz clues for you for my Who Am I quiz that particularly relates to um, our uh, Bible study for the day. Okay, so this person was born of royal lineage. Their destiny and identity was exposed by exposed to the king by the Magi at the around the time of their birth. Now that despotic king hunted this person uh, at this time to try and kill them, and they were thought to have been killed. Who is this? Hunted at the time oh. of their birth as a result of the words of the Magi. Ooh. If you know who this is, give us a call, 1-800-324-843, or uh, text us on 0491-064-669. Already had some callers calling through, uh, but the prize is still available. Mm-hmm. Okay. Man, this is tricky. Oh, this is this a tricky is a quiz. You're sucking us in, Lyle. It's tricky like that. I like it. All right. Yeah. What's going on around the world? Current news. Okay, so uh, this is this is um, you know we're dealing with this story that's coming out of Sydney where this family just got you know half of their children wiped out by a drunk driver and it's just the most tragic story ever. Mm. And one of the things that has really stood out to me has been the attitude of the parents. Mm. They have shown such dignity in the midst of all of this tragedy that it's almost impossible to even imagine. And the mother, Layla. Um, has come out to say that she forgives the driver of the vehicle. Mm. Now, how do you do that? Well, yeah, that's powerful. That's and, and and I just I just admire that so much because you know forgiveness is one of the most powerful things that there is in our world right now. Mm. And she's able to forgive this person. She wants, as she said, she wants the courts to be fair. You know, the guy's facing twenty five years, and I'd like to see him get every single one of those. Mm. Um, but she's made a decision not to hate him. She's like, this is not who we are. We're not going to hate him. Mm. Just such incredible dignity and such a witness Mm. right there. You know, the Bible says so much about forgiveness as being so powerful. And I can see these people recovering from this tragedy so much quicker than those that are just out for blood and for revenge. Yeah. Uh, the Bible says, "Leave the revenge, relieve the blood to God, and uh, practice forgiveness." And this person has absolutely, actually done that, um, which is which is really truly amazing. And just, yeah, mm. ah, the life goals right there, just just to be yep. like that. Okay, but there has been a bunch of calls that have come out as a result of this, um, and you know, alcohol is responsible for or is involved in 40% of road fatalities in Australia. Yeah, wow. It's a contributing factor to 40% of road fatalities in Australia. That's massive. And so, you know, people are dying all the time as a result of drink driving. Do we have to have a tragedy like this before we start the conversation on, you know, outlawing drink driving? Yeah. Like... No. And people say, oh, no, it's already been outlawed. No, it hasn't. We have a limit. That's not yes. an outlaw. Yes. Now, the Sydney University professor, David uh, Levingson, has called for tougher penalties and lower speed limits. I don't think lower suburban speed limits are the issue. 
Yeah. No. Because what are we going to do? If we, you know, there is a solution to this, and that's you lower the speed limit to zero, and then no one's going to die from it. I mean, you know, where do you stop with that? Mm. But we definitely need tougher penalties for alcohol and drink driving because people just don't take it seriously enough. They just simply don't. Mm. Uh, Pedestrian Council in Australia, um, Harold Scrooby, and you know, I often disagree with what these guys have to say as well. But he he makes this important point: Why are other drugs prohibited? But we allow alcohol. You know, the majority of stupid things that are done in Australia are not as a result of weed, they're as a result of alcohol. Now, we, I'm, not, I'm not condoning weed in any way, shape or form, mm. but our big problem here is alcohol and we, you know, we outlaw one and place a limit on the other. That makes no sense at all. Um, trauma surgeon Dr. John Crozier um, you know, it points out that, you know, 0.02, he's calling for the, the Norway, you know, 0.02 um, as a result of, well, you know, he, he says that allows people to take cough, cough medicine and those kind of things. Yeah. But, you know, L-platers, P-platers, commercial drivers, they've never struggled with cough medicine here in Australia. We haven't had an issue with that. So why don't we just, you know, put it at 0.00? Why does it have to be 0.05? You know, go all the way. There are 26 countries around the world that have come into the current century, into 2020, and have 0.00 just across Mm. the board. It is very, very simple. Yes. And the other thing is that we have really sophisticated equipment now. Back in the day, our equipment wasn't so sophisticated and we might not be able to take as accurate readings as what we are today. But these days, we can take accurate readings. Mm. You know, we know whether there's some cough medicine that it may have been used or something like that. And it's, you know, it's not going to be a problem. But if you make it 0.00, it's just black and white. It works for L-platers. It works for P-platers and commercial drivers in 26 countries around the world. We're not going to struggle with it here in this country. So just get over it. Get the legislation passed. Deal with it. Problem solved. That means that when people are considering driving, they're not like, well, how many drinks did I have? Am I over the limit or am I under the limit? They're just like, no, I've had a drink. I can't. Mm. It's a really easy decision. You're not going to have people who are blurring their edges. Now, this guy wasn't blurring their edges because he was three times over. Mm. He was just, yeah, that was... But even in that situation where they're three times over, and like I know this as someone who comes from an alcohol culture... And it won't stop that person. But it will stop so many others. But even even in that situation, you still have the thought of like, oh, because there is a limit, right? There is yeah, some yeah, that's okay. allowed, but uh-huh. there isn't like, that. The, you know, it's not totally outlawed and banned. It's like, yeah, I can get away with it. Like I'm a, I'm a little, you know, I'm a bit over, but I can get away with it because it, it gives that false idea that, oh, a little bit's okay. That's a really good point. And I, because I'm, I'm all for. It. I'm like, I'm, I'm a super like, you know, alcohol was a part of my life when I was younger, and I, that's something that I've removed from my life, and something that I've practiced abstinence in, and it's been the biggest blessing to my life. So Amen. I'm all about, it. and it's something that can actually be like, it's actually a contribution, and it's actually can be policed, like. Yeah. Alcohol usage, yeah. you know, we this whole idea of changing speed limits and putting in speed cameras and, and all this stuff, I'm like, oh man, something that is like so clearly, like not that speed Easily achievable. It's easily achievable. That's the point. It's low-hanging fruit. It, it, it really is. It's, it's, it's just really, really is. And, and it would change people's it. attitude. That's why I like what about you, what you said. It would change people's attitude towards drink driving. Mm. Okay. Corona update. Cop this. 
China has built a corona hospital. Oh, nice. In 10 days. That's wild. They were aiming to do it in six days. Now, how long does it take to build a hospital here in Australia? Like two and a half years. Now, when they said they were going to build a hospital, a specialised hospital in six days, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, you know, a large clinic, maybe 15 beds. Mm. In 10 days, they have instruct- they have constructed a 1,500-bed hospital going across 60,000 square metres with 30 ICU units in it. Uh, 1,400 uh, uh, military personnel have come in to staff it, doctors and nurses. 7,000 tradies were on site, a video link system, you know, the latest, most up-to-date video link system linking it with the outside wall has been installed. It took them 12 hours to install it with a 20-man team that went in. Lawson just sitting here with his mouth open. Um, And they've set it up with medical robots to deliver medications so that doctors and nurses can stay uh, freer of the infectious disease. Um, this is after the uh, the infection rate has reached seventeen, nearly about seventeen and a half thousand in China so far that have been infected by this virus. Ten days. That is wild. That, that is, is like, like that is... go the Chinese. <laughs> that is. You know, would you ever see something like that happen in Australia or the United States or some country like no. that? No, never in a million years. <laughs> You know, you look at some of the big disasters that we've had, and we're still wringing our hands. We can't even, we can't, not even our charities can get money to the front lines yet. And and they've gone, yep, ten days done. Fifteen hundred bed hospital, sixty thousand square meters, thirty ICU units, fourteen hundred staff, just. Bang, and it's done. Hospitals are usually government contract, and the government in China is, you know, a lot stricter than our government in Australia. So maybe that's the solution. I, I don't know. Motivation by fear. We need to um, we need to take notice. Anyway, this is Matt Minicus. I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can peace afford. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to
teach me thy will and thy rich promises in me fulfill I need thee oh I need thee every hour I need thee oh bless me now my Savior I come to That was Matt Menicus and uh, Clint McCoy with I Need You Every Hour here on The Breakfast Show. As we continue with The Breakfast Show, we have uh, swapped things around this morning, so I am doing the quiz. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's a who am I, and we need to have somebody call through with the answer. 1-800-324-843 is the number to call or text us on 0491-064-669. Okay, so we're going to run back through it very quickly. This person was born of royal lineage. Their destiny or identity was exposed to the king at, at, around the time of their birth by the Magi. Uh, that despotic king hunted them and hunted this person and thought that they had killed them. But this person was raised in exile in a foreign land and was raised by peasants. Who is this mm. person? Born of royal lineage, lineage, identity exposed by the Magi, hunted by the king, raised in a foreign land by peasants. If you know who this is, the number to call is 1-800-324-843 or you can text us on 491 There will be more clues coming up after the 8 o'clock news, if nobody gets it before then. Joining us on the phone this morning is Pastor David Cherry from Armadale. David, welcome to the show. Hello. We seem to have uh, buttons being pushed over here, but the buttons are not working. Uh, we have a technical issue. Let me just uh, see what's going on here. We're, uh, we're just switching it. Over, we'll get need, David uh, Cherry well. on the line as soon as possible. Um, oh, man. Maybe we could do another clue for the quiz while we're waiting. Yeah, you won't. Okay. I won't? Yeah, you won't. You're scared. Okay, this person discovered <laughs> their true identity as a lad, a mm, young boy. As a child. Uh-huh. Man, this, I think I might know who this person yes, is. Yes, I think you do. <laughs> okay, David, do we have you there yet? Hello, we've got nothing, absolutely nothing coming through. What is going on with our system this morning? This mm. is super disappointing. We're going to have to, uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. The Here um, we go. Pr- producer Shell is um, reprogramming our desk on the fly. Um, something has obviously uh, died right there, and so we're bringing it back to life again. Mm. But, um, yeah, this is an interesting story about this person, and we're going to be sharing the story when we come back for our Bible study, and it is directly related to what we're studying, and so that's actually a clue in and of itself because, you know, one of the things to do might be to not go with the um, the obvious in the answer to this one. Okay, let me plug this back in. Okay, David, do we have you there? 
Hey, Lyle, yes, I'm here. Ah, yes, yes, we got the system working. <laughs> Major problem we had there. Poor producer Shell is just about being stressing out of a mind out there, but uh, yeah, reprogrammed the desk and got it up and running. Uh, David, welcome to the show. And uh, David, you're from the, the pastor of the Adventist Church in Armadale. Now, one of the uh, particular reasons why we wanted to get you on the show this morning was to talk about Prophetica. And I'm wondering whether you can tell us you're running a Prophetica program in Armadale in just a couple of weeks' time. What was it that inspired you to bring Prophetica to Armadale? I really believe there's a um, lot going on in the world at the moment that people are asking questions about. Um, what's going on, what's happening, and there's a lot of lot of world events and local events which which are making people think, and my personal belief is that the Bible has the answers for that. And so I wanted to bring some really, really good speakers um, to Armadale to share um, the hope that we have that the Bible shares with us, which gives us hope for the future and um, just encourages us and gives us faith in the Bible. And so that was, yeah, I wanted to get Armadale to see that. Okay, fantastic. Now, David, um of course, I'm going to have the privilege of being one of the speakers there at the uh, Prophetica in Armadale. So I would love to meet you, uh, listeners, um, if you're in the Armadale region or anywhere near the Armadale region. Make sure you come along and make Prophetica a part of uh, of, of your spiritual experience. But uh, David, tell us very quickly about the other speakers that you've got coming because um, yeah, you've got some good speakers heading up there. Yeah, um, a colleague of mine from Sydney, um, Jeff Gilden who has travelled the world um, studying archaeology and um, biblical history and he's travelled around the world many times presenting on on the Bible and he's going to do some some topics um, called Can an Educated Person Trust the Bible? Really wanting to look at the, um, the deep things in the Bible and how simple it can be and we can trust it. So he's really good to listen to. Yes. He was also the, the host of a a very well-done video series called Beyond, um, which won a lot of awards, I think. So he's he's a really well-known speaker. Then we have um, Matt Parra, who's also a colleague of mine, and he's from the United States, and he's just a passionate guy who loves talking about God in the Bible, and he's really interesting to listen to. And he's going to do a great um, talk called The End. Is it here, near, or mere fear? Because there's a lot of fear in the world today about how the world's going to end and, and what's going to happen. And that's going to shine some light about what the Bible actually says. And he's a really, really passionate guy. It's worthwhile listening to. And yeah, we have Lyle. A, yeah, oh, don't, don't worry about that dodgy guy. But um, <laughs> um, <laughs> just, just coming back to Matt for a moment, he's one of my colleagues here. And his office is not too far from our studio. And, you know, here in the office, he's kind of like a resident philosopher in many ways. Yes. Uh, he loves to, you know, to delve into, you know, really important subjects and find logic and reason uh, rather than just, you know, emotions and feelings. He wants to, he, he really loves to, uh, to actually dig in and find out what's actually really going on and deal with facts. And I think this is going to be really important, particularly dealing with, um, the subject of prophecy. There's a lot that is said about prophecy in our world today, but not so much that really gets into facts, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. And Matt's a deep thinker. Um, 
makes me think, and I've been looking at the Bible for a long time myself, and so it's, even if we think we know the Bible and what it says, I think Matt really gets into that uh, philosophy behind what it means and, and how it applies to our life today, which is really good. And Prophetic has never been to Armidale before, has it? Not that I know of. I've, um, there's been a few around Australia, and this is, as far as I know, the first time in Armidale. It's a really good format because it's short, uh, sharp and to the point, 25, 30-minute presentations, and then an opportunity for each person that's there to, to ask some questions and really dig in deeper to a specific area they're interested in. I think that's a really important aspect of Prophetica because a lot of presentations that I've been for don't been to don't actually have that opportunity to um, you know ask questions, and I think it's important that you know the public as they come along that they have the opportunity to actually grill the speakers, and you know because you can do a presentation or you can hear a presentation say that sounds great, but then you know in any presentation you're never going to be able to fill all of the gaps and 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 having that question answer time allows for people to have those um, those gaps filled in. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes there might be one specific point that people take an extra bit of interest in and so they can really dig into that, that part of the presentation. And sometimes um, speakers may may miss something that they, they could have shared and so the person can, can raise that and they can go down a whole extra pathway which gives extra clarity to, to what the speaker has said. Sure. Now you're bringing prophetica. Let me try that again. You're bringing prophetica to Armadale uh, for the first time. What kind of a town for those of us who you know sort of don't live in that area? What kind of a town is Armadale, and why do you think prophetica will work particularly well in Armadale in you know in in raising people's interest? Armadale's a it's a great place to live. It's got a, a big mixture of different types of people there. You've got the university, um, so people who are studying, people that are interested in, in higher learning, I guess. Um, a lot of people that, I guess, would be into into the things of life. And you've got, um, you've got farmers in the surrounding district who have been through a difficult time. And, um, yeah, they may just be asking questions, you know, what's going on with the world. And then there's also a lot of different churches in Armadale. And so I think there's a lot of Christian people in Armadale who may just be interested in um, maybe a different perspective or a different angle they maybe haven't heard before. And so I'm hoping that, you know, everyone just gets gets um, interested in some aspect of what we're, what we're going to share. Yeah, I think that's a really important point that you make because, you know, a third of the Bible is made up of prophecy and that third is typically, not always, uh, but typically the least studied and preached on part of the Bible. You know, some churches... It's basically, you know, entirely ignored, and so it's good to have an emphasis on a, on a portion of the Bible that's a little less read on occasions. Um, you mentioned you mentioned something a moment ago, uh, David, about the farmers. You know, you've got obviously it's a university town, but it's also a farming town, which makes a, a fascinating mix um, and a great culture to be working in. With the, um, the the farmers that have been going through some incredibly hard times with the drought, does the Bible have the answer? to why these kinds of things happen, and will that be addressed at Prophetica? Yeah, there's going to be a, a presentation on on why the world is going through what it's going through now, and how the Bible predicted that, and then um, where it's going to from here. And so I think the Bible does give us those answers, 
and it gives us hope, explains why things are happening, how they are, and hope for the future, which which I think is important. Mm, sure. Now, how long have you actually been ministering up there in the Armadale area? I, I've only been in Armadale one year, so I'm, I guess I wouldn't be considered a local just yet. But I'm, <laughs> working uh, on it. Working hard to meet as many people as I can. And just um, be part of the Armadale culture. So you've only ever seen Armadale in drought then? Yes. Um, although the last four weeks we've had amazing rain and it's turned green and it's it's really, really beautiful to see the everyone's out mowing their lawn. Um, the farmers have, had, have been able to stop feeding their animals for the first time in 12 months, which um, has brought a real smile to their face. Yeah, that's fantastic. So we really need to continue playing for our farmers. We've had a bit of rain down here on the coast as well, which has turned things green, and it's just it's so refreshing after uh, a long period of time to see things turning green again. Uh, David, the thing was, just as quickly, we yeah. had um, prayer for Armadale. Um, the combined churches got together to pray for rain, and you know the next day it rained. And I just thought that was an amazing testimony of what can happen when God's people get together. Yeah, absolutely. And has there been prayer? You're obviously running a prophetica program. Has uh, has there been prayer that has been taking place within the community in the lead up to this uh, this program? Yeah, we, we're having a prayer meeting at six o'clock every morning, and um, every, every morning. weekday morning, every weekday, every morning. morning. Yep, yep. And then nine o'clock on Saturdays, and we are praying specifically that the Holy Spirit will be poured out on our community. And that if there's people out there that have never heard the message of the Bible before, that they'll just be inspired or convicted to come along and hear. And if there's those that that are um, knowledgeable in the Bible, that they also will be um, inspired to come along just to to maybe grow their faith even more. And so, yeah, there's a lot of prayer going into this at our prayer group 6 o'clock every morning. That's a decent commitment to get together at 6 o'clock every morning to pray for a, uh, a a program to call for the Holy Spirit to you know to, to come on your town. How long has that prayer group for specifically praying for that been taking place? Um, since July last year. So we started in July and um, yeah, we've been going ever since just because we really feel that the more we pray, um, the more God will work to open up the opportunity for us to share these these powerful messages with people. Um, I heard someone say once, you know, when we work, we work. But when we pray, God works. And so we, we believe that um, if anything good is going to come out of this, it's not going to be because of anything we do, but just because the Holy Spirit is just really touching people's hearts and sharing a message that, that each person needs to hear. I have to say, David, that uh, I really admire what you're doing there. That is a massive commitment to, you know, six days a week, every morning, um, praying for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on your town. Um, you know, you've really come into Armadale there, and um, I just praise God for the difference that you're going to be making. Very quickly, when and where is Prophetica taking place? How do we how do we become a part of this? So the, it's two nights. The first night is Friday, February 21. And it'll be at the Service Club, um, the Ex-Services Memorial Club, which is opposite the Kmart complex. And it'll be 6.30 on Friday night, Feb 21. And the second night will be at 5.30 on February 22, Saturday, February 22. Again, at the Ex-Services Club at Armanel, commonly known as Service. 
Fantastic, David. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. That is um, the 21st and 22nd of this month in Armidale. From the heart of the Father comes the desire that all of the nations be saved. From the lips of Messiah We have the promise, behold, I am with you always. Across the streets we will go, we will go, we will go to the people who have called this place their home. Across the oceans we will fly, leaving worldly gain behind to hear the Savior's praise away. Across the globe we will go. out to witness that Jesus has risen and reigns and no fearful and trembling we go remembering the gospel is mighty to save across the streets and we will go we will go we will go to the people who have called this place their home across the oceans we will fly leaving worldly gain Lift up your eyes The harvest fields are shining, shining The time has come, let us arise For heaven's judge is soon returning The time has come, lift up your eyes The harvest fields are shining, shining The time has come let us arise, for heaven's judge is soon returning. We will go, we will go, we will go, we will go. We will go, we will go, we will go To the people who have called this place their home Across the oceans we will fly Leaving worldly gain behind To hear the Savior's praise awake across the globe You're listening to Faith FM Positively different radio At Hamilton Adventist Church in Newcastle, we have a food pantry service for the community. Everyone is welcome to join us for a free dinner, enjoy good company and have a great time. All you need is $10 to buy a numbered ticket 
and you can collect a trolley's load of food ranging from fruits, veggies, tin food, pasta bread and toiletries. Every Thursday, the food pantry starts at 4.45pm with a 5pm start for dinner. Find us at Hamilton Adventist Church at 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, every Thursday evening. All will be welcomed with love and a smile. We really hope to see you there. Jesus 